Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Yo, this be it's the sport of episode 221. No introductions. Everybody's here. I just want to get right to the sports talk because I'm with my sports buddies and I'm excited. We're going to start tonight in what we're going to call Clarence's Hot Corner. I don't know if there's been a name for this yet. It actually is just most of the time that you actually show up. You're actually in the hot corner. Uh, you, Clarence, expressed an unpopular sports opinion on Twitter.com that mm-hmm. we wanted to expand a little bit and do a conversation. Mm-hmm. So I'd like you to first tell us what that, what that opinion was, and then uh, I don't know if we'll commence freaking out or support you. I'm not exactly sure, but can you... Can you tell us what your unpopular sports opinion was this week? Sure. Let me start out with um, saying I really wish I had thought this through more. (laughs) (laughs) Do you mean Um, the tweet or appearing on this podcast or all of it? Life right up until this point. I think that's uh, all four of us, I think, say that. Uh, yeah, we speak for all of that. That's our motto. Provide a little insight into my, my Twitter habits here lately. Um, you know, I'm you got stuff going on, and we all do. That. So Twitter for me is currently like, okay, I might be peeing. I'll, and I'll tell you if I write something that I am peeing. Or I might be at a stoplight. Or just a quick in-between meetings or something along those lines. Um and it's just a quick way to pass the time, get your mind off of whatever else you're doing. A relief valve, in a sense, um, from the, the everyday goings-on that we all have in our lives, right? The stress and the things. So, okay, here's this little pressure valve that you can boop, you know, let out and release things. So a thought will pop into my mind, and I'll just say it. That's I always have. And, and um What I didn't anticipate was that this would be something everybody gets extremely angry about. (laughs) Um, I didn't. I didn't anticipate that it would be the thing that you don't even introduce people on the podcast. You just dive immediately headfirst and say, "Hey, explain yourself." Um, So, I may not have the greatest justification for everything I say, and this may be example one. Two and three of that. So I'm going to do my best. So with that Good preamble, CYA, though. I appreciate that. Yeah, no. But with the with the preamble, I stand by what I said. What I said was, um, yep. you'll you know, defend what hash- you can defend. I'm going to defend let the it rest all. Go. Yeah, let the dust oh, settle. Yeah. So the hashtag that I saw online was. Um, Something about unpopular opinion or something along those lines, and in my head I had think I had been thinking about um, Adrian Peterson and how bad ultimately now that he is no longer a Viking, how well he played as a Viking, but ultimately what the payoff was for his performance as a fan and as a franchise. So what I wrote was um, centered around him, but um, Stu, I've heard you, you mention this before, and, and there's a theory out there that if you're going to throw something out and it's going to be have any comedic value or any, that in, in that light, that you should have it be a triangle, have it, have it be in threes, right? Right. 
Rule of threes, yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the rule of threes. Yes. So don't just throw out that. Just don't throw out Adrian Peterson. Throw out three names because it just feels stronger. A triangle has a stronger base, right? You don't have a bar stool yes. with two legs or one leg. You have a bar stool with three legs, right? Strong base. A high top bar stool, the best kind of all time. Yep. No. Well, we can address that later because that is the most <laughs> we goddamn do. insane if fucking anything, thing I've ever fucking <laughs> heard. <laughs> the most uncomfortable. No one knows what we're talking about. Let's just power through and then. Anyways, we'll, get to okay. that. we'll set that aside. High top stools. Miserable. <laughs> Brandon, same person. <laughs> and why you're not defending that stance and I'm standing here defending what is defensible is, is, is it's goddamn mystery. It's a fucking mystery. But you want to take over you want to <laughs> take over the planning duties, my friend? I am all I about should be tagging it off. I should I'll, be jumping I'll over the ropes and tagging the, you uh, and say, You defend that shit. And I'm all I jump over the ring. You get in here. If you send me your mailing address, I will send George you the, the audio steel. equipment tomorrow morning. Anyways, what I wrote was the <sighs> yep. worst thing to ever happen to Minnesota sports was Kevin Garnett, Adrian Peterson, and Brad Radke. <laughs> and Brad Radke's like, Radke's like, what did I do to deserve this? <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's fishing. He's fishing somewhere what in Fort Myers. <laughs> no, not a care in the world. <laughs> Doesn't even know what Twitter is. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? The, he just looked at it and was like, at me though, bro. The difficulty is that people like these players. <laughs> and <laughs> there's a certain level <laughs> of hero worship in this town. And when you call out people's heroes, they get defensive. They do. And I am the least defensive person probably on the internet. Um, right. Probably the most open-minded and least defensive uh-huh. person uh, on the yeah. internet. So, so I mean, it caught me off yeah. guard a little bit. Story checks Anyways. out, yep. <laughs> so, you and the mooch. Yeah. Um, what, the way it should, that statement shouldn't be taken is that it's those players' fault that the what they did to the franchise ultimately was the worst thing to happen in Minnesota sports. It wasn't their fault. It, the blame lies with others, but their existence was the worst thing to happen in Minnesota sports. And of the three, I probably struggle the most with Kevin Garnett. I had to add a third person, and I do think he fits, but it's probably the, the least apt fit of the three. And I don't have the base. I'm probably the best NBA mind in Minnesota, mm-hmm. yeah, but well, for sure on this podcast. I would, but yeah, well, I think you could without saying broaden the probably in Minnesota. Yeah, yeah. Um, it yeah. strikes me that the NBA, the key to the NBA is identifying the proper superstar to build around. Right? It's no secret that the key to the NBA is having a superstar and building around that one player. Right? And, um, but you got to have that one star player, and then support that player with other very talented players, right? But the very first thing is having that star player. The Timberwolves simply identified the wrong star player. Kevin, it, they, they gave him this enormous contract before the, the salary structure in the NBA all changed. They gave him this enormous contract that hamstrung them to make any other moves. Uh, he was a player that didn't necessarily want the ball down the stretch. And ultimately, the p- payoff was one Western Conference Finals appearance, Right, that they lost. There was no finals appearance, no championships, obviously. And in his wake, he left. What year are they on? Is it like thirty-seven years without a playoff appearance? So where, honestly, where are they? They're like Sport 12. effect. Is it forty-two years? next? Year. I think they're at least fifth. I think they're at least fifteen years. It's in his wake. They he left the franchise. Just ultimately destroyed. Now, who is ultimately to blame? Is it Kevin Garnett? No, it's. To a, to a person, there's nobody that, that gave more effort than him, right? It's not necessarily his fault, but because they built around, the point is because they built around, around the wrong superstar, he destroyed that franchise and left them. Now, there's a series of decisions that were made afterwards that also led to that, but if you're going to po- point to one central figure, identifying him, trying to develop him, and ultimately it having very limited payoff was bad. But I think I, you're right that the Garnett one is the least apt of your of your three because I think I thought the point that you were going for was 
Who's the the? What's the rule that we have on the sportive that someone else is going to steal from us probably pretty soon? The friend that you had, I think, in high school who scored on a slap shot from like <laughs> oh, the blue line, yeah. And then he, I won't say his name. I almost the, said it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Then he never stopped. Yeah. You think whatever the whatever that we can even pretend make up a name, but like the blank rule is the uh, the outcome versus process problem, right? Like it was a terrible idea for that kid to make that. He made it. He made. He, you know, he scored a goal, mm-hmm. and then he did that for the rest of his career, hoping to find some of that magic again. So that's what I thought you were going for was the, sure. the slap shot. And I, I am eventually getting um, there with others, but yeah, I didn't in this case. Okay. So I think that the Adrian Peterson one, apt. Brad Radke. Well, you don't know odd, him, but apt. Well, okay. Oh, you want to keep going? Okay, I thought. Okay, I, I no, I we can't. We don't have to elaborate on so much on all of them. I think that you're right with the Brad Radke one. That's it's the we call that that hockey player that you're discussing, uh, caveman. So let's call it the caveman rule. Um, the caveman rule. Yep. He scored caveman. on a slap shot from yep. the red line once in eighth grade or whatever it was, and then for the next four years, every time he touched the puck <laughs> <laughs> anywhere on the ice, he took a slap shot. So for fucking caveman. 670 attempts afterwards he scored zero goals was, we would have been I, far just, better off with him never scoring that goal to begin with yes. that's the brad radke rule is that <laughs> yes, to follow up drafted, was everybody sure. was everybody constantly on caveman to not shoot from the red line because that makes it way better <laughs> if everyone constantly made fun of him but he just couldn't stop himself he starts winding up, and they're just caveman. No, yes. and he just sorry. It's the caveman's way. So, is that is you that remember how it went, the went, Clarence? You recall uh, former tw- Minnesota Twins shortstop Christian Guzman, who Christian, was extremely fast. Right, he would make base running mistakes where he would just keep running. Like when you're in elementary school playing t-ball, and there's the tenth batter rule. Where after the tenth batter, you, you know you change sides, so the tenth batter would just keep running until he got tagged out. Because keep why running. not? Mm-hmm. Christian Guzman, Christian Guzman would do the same thing. He had no chance of of making the next base, but he would continue running. Now I have to imagine that multi- dozens of coaches throughout his career told him, Christian, you, once you reach first, you do not necessarily have to keep running to second. You can stop right there and because you will get thrown out at second. Multiple people had to say that to him. He simply didn't have the capacity of absorbing that information and processing it <laughs> and using it then to make a more informed decision in the future. He didn't have it in him. He just didn't. We could all speak to Caveman and say, don't do that anymore. In his head, he's, it's like talking to your dog. He would just stare at you and be like, I don't know what, truly what you're saying. It's not processing in my head. And then he would go out and do it. Or just he's probably it. saying, in his head, he's thinking like, that sounds like someone who hasn't scored from the red line before. Like that <laughs> yes. so, Can I, you know, do you have time for a story advisement. about my eighth grade goal from the red line? Because let me tell you about it. <laughs> it was successful. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. That's the, so. Where were we? I don't even remember where we were. Brad Radke is that rule. They drafted Brad Radke then, and he had success. Uh, what Wisconsin guy? Durable, uh, dependable. Um, Terry Ryan was a Wisconsin guy. Dependable, you know, reliable. Um, it was you know pitch to contact. Not a lot of velocity. Not a lot of strikeouts. So the Twins. Um, had success with him, so they decided we are going to draft as many Brad Radkeys as possible because he was yeah. successful. We're going to keep trying. Uh, and by this the time this is the Twins' way, this is going to be our thing. And Brad Radke now defines our franchise. You know, was it Nick Blackburn or whoever it might have been? There was a million of them, and they never really worked out. Some of them had some moderate success, but not enough to ever give the team to put the team over the top. And the guys that that were outside of the Radke mold were not guys they drafted. They, they you know, had a Rule 5 draft of Johan. They had a, a trade for uh, Liriano. Um, but as far as draft picks are concerned, they just couldn't. 
by the time they figured it out and started drafting high velocity, high strikeout guys, it was too late. Um, the rest of the league was 800 miles ahead of them, and ultimately Terry Ryan got fired. Right, so now they're decades later, decades after drafting Brad Radke, they're now starting to change their organizational philosophy. Right, it's not Brad Radke's fault. He used every ounce of talent he had and, and had a great career. So the fault doesn't lie with Brad Radke, but ultimately he was not worth, when you total it all up, he was not worth the level of success that he had. It probably would have been better off to it never would have been have better Brad if Radke. he would have been bad. That's right. Right. Yeah. Adrian Peterson, somewhat in the same light, um, terrific runner, would have been the most remarkable player in history in multiple Super Bowls would have been one had he been drafted in 1983. Perfect <laughs> football player for 1983. Perfect. Yep. Can't pass block. Can't catch a pass out of the backfield. Can only run. Perfect 1983. Just you couldn't ask for better. You put that. But, you put that man in a backfield with Rick Venny and just watch your team take off. Awesome. <laughs> but by the time they got an Adrian Peterson, that was just this prototypical awesome 1983 quarter, uh, running back. It was no longer 1983. 2008, and offenses were becoming more sophisticated and moving towards the passing game, right? So, But the Vikings instead built their entire offense for almost 10 seasons around a running back when the entirety of the league was moving towards a passing attack. And they had a running back that not... Not only was he a running back, he couldn't help in the passing game, right? So Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, they had one playoff win in Adrian Peterson's career, and it had almost, it had, it took bringing in Brett Favre, having a remarkably good passing season to get them that playoff victory. Other than that, if you're if if you're looking at playoffs as being the measure of success in the NFL, uh, was Adrian Peterson's career ultimately worth it to the franchise? That's the point. Well, I still think I think the the Garnett thing is still the one that does not belong in this. I, 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 I led with that, so I hear you. Yeah. Yeah. Mia culpa, and I appreciate you trying to break it down. I still think. What I about had that third do you leg have any? And I did my best of the high top. Yeah, I totally get it. I just wonder. Okay, and then this is also the the point was that this was the worst thing to happen in Minnesota sports history. They were the worst thing to happen to Minnesota sports in Minnesota sports history. Okay. Okay. It, with the benefit of hindsight, have you been able to think of things that were actually worse? Or are you sticking with, you know, I could have used a little more <clears> elegance, <throat> but these still were the three worst things. Like, what about worse than the North Stars leaving? Well, Twitter doesn't That's allow bad. for that. It's it, Twitter requires brevity. And I think the focus of it was really on people, not so much events or assigning sure, blame. Sure. It was more about who are the three worst people to happen to Minnesota sports. Now, you could say... Norm Green or something like that. Yeah, it, it can devolve into that kind of discussion. I was really trying to keep it on um, you know, players and, and avoiding events and, and, and not so much poll ads or owners or GMs. Or, you know, you could go with Doug Riseborough or you could go with, again, Norm Green or, or the poll ad brothers or something along those lines. Um, that, that wasn't the focus of my... Ultimately, the game is about the players. Well, ultimately, even beyond that, your goal was just to rile people up as you were peeing peeing or something and then just leave. Like when my mom gives my kids a bunch of sugar (laughs) and then drops them off, drops them back off. Here you go. Yep. Yep. Enjoy. Yes. Yeah. And people... Well, I don't like it. ...do not want to hear about Kevin Garnett not being a the most incredible thing to ever happen in Minnesota. People just don't want to hear it. Well, I mean, he won a championship almost immediately after being traded, and he was still the best player. So feels like they building around him was good, but they just were idiots about it, like legitimately <laughs> illegal 
things, but I don't know. I don't know. It's fine. It's you're the basketball mind here. I think you yeah. uh, obviously X's and O's whiteboard, 20 second timeout, drawn shit up diagrams after mm-hmm. timeout plays. You get it. Yep. You're Pick the man. Fence. Um, um, yep. Dribbling. Jump shot. Free throws. Pick, you know it all. Fence, n- yeah, yeah. Neutral zone the, trap. Rick Pitino. Neutral zone trap. Yeah. Yep. Pete Transition. Marinovich. Pistol yep. Pete. Pistol Pete. Just run and gun. West run and himself. shoot. <laughs> all of it. All the terms. Yeah. You get it. Dr. J. Um, okay. Well. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yep. Brandon. Lou Elsinder. Um, Brandon, yeah. uh, Stu, did you have something? Can yeah. I? I need to uh, break into uh, programming here. Um, Bartolo Colon has thrown seven shutout innings tonight. Mm-hmm. He is the first right-handed pitcher, or the oldest right-handed pitcher, to do that since Charlie Huff in 1994. Ooh. Charlie Huff was a he was a Dust Bowl farmer. He was in a John Steinbeck novel. <laughs> That's how old <laughs> Charlie Huff was when he around. did that. Yep. Load up the Model um, T. Drive to California. Yep. That's uh, and I think this uh, this sort of leads into. Games, I think we I wanted know. to discuss this because I know Clarence was not exactly pleased with what the Boy Wonders did at the trade deadline, and I think Mm-mm. when we recorded um a podcast, let you were asking mm-hmm. questions, and we were all pretty much yep. okay with it because we basically figured you know that the season's over; they're not going to get in the playoffs, mm-hmm. and. uh Mm-hmm. Uh, Bartolo Colon has pitched them to back within like a game and a half of the second wild card, <laughs> which is freaking <laughs> insane. It does it doesn't make it's any so sense at all. They have no closer. Nope. Their closer is Matt Belisle, and Roy Smalley actually <laughs> winces out loud whenever he throws a pitch because he throws seventy nine miles per hour over the heart of the plate. It's insane <laughs> that this is happening. This Roy does is not, I, I, on camera peeking yeah. through the in between his fingers. He's got his yeah. fingers up to his eyes. <laughs> Peeking oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, it's so bad. Oh, he is so bad at baseball. Yeah. I. Uh, uh, so I, I, I think uh, I think Clarence was asking the right questions, maybe, is that if you're going to start giving away the farm, maybe you should have held out for more and or just kept them because just, now you're I'm without a reliable, selling. especially if Mejia is actually out for an extended period of time, because it looks like he's well on his way to Tommy John surgery, just knowing what we know about that type of injury, uh, they could have really used Jamie Garcia. <laughs> they could really use Brandon kind of Kinsler. It's and insane. I was okay with selling. I really am, but just not maybe for guys that at their best, if they everything pans out, might be a loogie, might be at at the top, might be like a fourth starter. That's if everything works perfectly. That's um, you know what? And I guess there's allegedly ways what, of getting a fourth starter. Yeah, one of those guys. One of those guys is going to start tomorrow, I think, or at least they're calling him up because they need the ends. arm. Yeah. Yep. Which is tomorrow. just, I just uh, this was. Re- <sighs> I mean, the whole season was unexpected, have, but this is really unexpected. Do the Twins have Tyler Watsons in their system that they just? That they could use then to get a different team's Brandon Kinsler. Like, do I have to believe there's Tyler Watson's floating around the Twins farm system that they 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 probably would be okay getting rid of, right? Wait. Like a guy that's their seventeenth prospect. Like, or, I don't know who that would be, but that nobody would truly miss, right? I'm co- I'm confused. Why do we want other teams as Brandon Kin- Kinslers? <laughs> Kitzler sucks. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, because it feels like a little Matt bit of Belisle is here. their closer. I mean, well, I'm I'm not saying that Matt Belisle is great, but I mean Kinsler's been good, but his contract's up, and they got something for him. They got a player. They got that, nothing for him, John. They punted the season for a nobody. For a lefty with a four and a half ERA that throws eighty-seven miles an hour, and is thirty-eight years old, He's I don't know if they punted the season. I mean, they did, old? but they had like a five percent chance to make the playoffs. They still kind of, 
I don't know. And it's now hard they're going to be, be a, in what, his a position to be like game out. They punted the season. They have no bullpen. Yeah, but they still have like now four they have two teams starters. in front of them, don't they? In in return yeah. for Tyler Watson, that's you're okay with that. Like that's oh they just you know they stockpiled the, the system. Now it's stockpiled. It's just an embarrassment of riches. They got they got Taylor. Tyler, <laughs> they got Tyler Watson. I mean, look at that. That's a murderer's row of prospects. I mean, I don't think that's a murderer's row by any means. I mean, we're means. talking like mid two thousands. John, do you double raise? No, I don't think was it that worth good. it. I just. <laughs> It makes sense with the team. That they, I mean, they got Dietrich. Doesn't in. seem like it's going much anywhere. You trade the guys that don't have contracts for next year and get something for them. You got nothing for them. You got garbage <laughs> prospects for them to give up on the season. Well, yeah, I mean, but they're they're like the prospects at that level have panned out before. It's not like they got some sort of like twenty nine year old guy in single A. Did they? I mean, they got some guys that are. Somewhat, maybe. Uh, um, they uh, got a couple maybes, didn't they? Nah, at at best, maybe a fourth starter and maybe a situational bullpen guy, if everything pans out. And that's at best. But you could also say this would if they would have gone for it this year, there was a potential caveman rule happening for this team too of being like, hey, we stayed in the race for half the year. That'll happen. I know That'll we just depleted our team. farm system because we just can't do without our our own Tyler Watson. If the boy geniuses truly <laughs> cannot rebuild the, the 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 farm system without trading Brandon Kinsler, then they need to be fired anyways. Well, I don't think that that's their point. I think it was just like we don't really have much of a chance this season. These guys are leaving. Let's get a few decent arms. See if one of them turns out. You know, and these now, guys with their spin rate analysis. Maybe these guys have great spin rates. We don't know. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. It's just weird. Like, it's just been such a confusing season from the get-go. I was totally cool with them selling. Obviously, they didn't have anything that... I. I it, it felt like a little bit of a half measure. If you're really going to rebuild, do it. But that you could also make the case, though, that they didn't think that they were that far off. So they well, just got rid of the guys that they didn't think were part of their future and kept Dozier and Santana and whatever else because they think they're going to be good soon. I don't know. I, I'm i not sure what I would have done in their in their. If scenario. Dietrich ends, ends up pitching that pitching game two of the 2019 World Series, then I, yeah, fine, <laughs> we'll have that discussion on Sport of Episode 470 or whatever. But uh, I find it doubtful. If Zach Little turns out to be... You know, John Papelbon uh, at the peak of his career, some remarkable thing, then we can have that discussion. Well, I mean, I definitely agree with you that Dietrich N starting game two of the World Series in 2019 is unlikely. We are on the <laughs> same page there. I don't know so. that a remarkably young lineup turning a corner midway through the season and, and starting to produce was anything that was um, like, oh my God, this is incredible. These young guys are getting better as the season goes on. Nobody, who could see that coming? They may end up tanking, but I don't think, um, again, an extremely young lineup <laughs> doing better as the give, season goes along would be To give the Twins credit, be it's been like 20 years since they had a prospect improve, so... <laughs> Wait a second! This doesn't seem right. They're supposed Wait a to improve this when coaching they leave. is working. These guys are getting better. <laughs> yeah, I suppose that it would be unique. Anyways, I was just asking questions about the boy geniuses. They may be awesome. They, they are. They appear very friendly. Um, they they treated our friend Aaron Gleeman very nice cordially at the little powwow they had. They did. Gleams is in. He loves yeah. him. Yep. He's all about it. They use analytics. So then, I mean, everybody loves him because of the Excel spreadsheets. He made a Tinder joke as well. That's big. That plays. Yep. Mm-hmm. That, he he knew that that was going to play. Swipe, did he do the yeah, swipe yeah, left the thing? Love it. Is, that, is that what it was? Something about swipe left? Yeah, he was saying that 
all these trade rumors and the discussion between GMs, I think somebody asked him how is it through email, phone, whatever, and he said it's just through Tinder. And oh, the kids went. Was it okay? Was it? I, I, I haven't listened to the show yet. Was it like really natural, or is it like one of those forced like? Hillary Clinton in 2016 things where I'm gonna swipe Ooh. right on Donald Trump. It's like I, you know, <laughs> the Southern accent because yeah, in exactly. Louisville, yeah. Kentucky. Yeah. <laughs> Wait a second. Wait, no, that's no, don't Hillary, don't, don't. <laughs> then he, yeah. Well, so he then he took a big bite out of an avocado, like an apple. Just <laughs> yep. yep. Farm raised. Yep. I, I raised this avocado on the farm by myself. That's I don't yeah I don't know their their only big bet so far is Royce Lewis right that's gonna be like will be super they'll be judged on that for sure everything else beyond that's been on the margins as far as I can think of right now right what else have I, they everything else has just been well they gave up on the yeah. season and spent four and a half million to acquire the Yankees like fifteenth and seventeenth best prospects. <laughs> okay. Okay. So that's that's judge uh, judge worthy. I, well, I want to be I, clear. I want to be clear that I couldn't care less that they spent four million dollars. I could care less. That's yes. Great. Yeah, I, that's I, awesome. I actually wish they spent nine million. I wish they spent <laughs> ninety. I, yes, I, I do not care. Not our money, but it is a bigger bet. It is worth mentioning, though, as part mm-hmm. of the bet. Mm-hmm. 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 Uh, yeah. Well, I don't know. And how bad was Cologne's ERA before these last couple games? Because I'm looking right now, and it's now at 6.77. He was well over eight. It was, it was seven, bad. Brandon. Yeah. It was yeah. above seven. Good. It wasn't good. I guess. Yikes. Good for him, though. Fuck. 44 years old. Unbelievable. Uh, Yeah. Do you guys want to talk any more baseball? Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. We're good. Uh, No. Okay, let's move on to uh, a new topic. John, I wanted to ask you something. Um... And I, I'm pretty sure that you don't have any idea um, what this segment's going to be. So this is going to be a good All one. All right. Um, ES, ESPN this past week, uh, in some sort of gimmick or stunt or something, converted ESPNU, which is like their, is it their third or their fourth cable channel? I'm not sure. It gets like yeah, 15 viewers like a day. To what they call the Ocho, which I think is a dodgeball joke of... Uh, Obviously, the joke that ESPN has so many channels, ESPN A, blah, blah, blah. So they converted ESPNU to ESPN Ocho for one day, and they plugged it full of programming of like weird alternative barely sports. And weird alternative barely sports is, I don't think anything could possibly be more up John Martholler's alley. This is That's where I live. That's the street where I live. This was a day made for you, but I think it was a weekday, so you probably were working. I, yep. I'm hoping, fingers are crossed, legitimately, that you took the day off just to stream the Ocho for 24 hours. John, I'm afraid, did that happen? I'm afraid not, Brandon. I'm, I'm sorry to disappoint uh, you. I had to go to work like a normal person. And that's... I, I don't think you should be that disappointed. Hey, 
the Ocho, I, I'm looking at the Ocho lineup right now, and I, there are about, there are about three things I'm not sure what they are, so that, that tells you about just how deep some of these cuts got. It started with, yeah. it, it started with disc golf championships. I think we all have seen somebody in a park playing disc golf or had a friend who was super into disc golf, so we all know what that is. Froth. Yep. Yep. Uh, the next thing they showed was the roller derby championships, and I would say roller derby is, I wouldn't call it popular, of course, but it's reasonably popular locally, at least, with people going to watch the watch the roller girls at Roy Wilkins Auditorium. I've, I've seen roller derby before, not live, but I've seen clips and stuff, and I think it's one of those sports that I just, I don't know enough about how it's physically played to understand exactly what's going on while I'm watching it. If you see what I mean. Like, one time, a a few years ago, I went to a Minnesota Gophers wrestling meet. I think, for me to go, I think they were number one in the country, and they were wrestling against the number two team in the country or something like that, and I thought that would be particularly good. And when I got there, having talked to a friend of mine who was way into wrestling, I found out that it actually doesn't really matter when you're wrestling a team in a dual meet. This is one of the many things I learned. But what else I learned while watching wrestling, and I, you know, I've seen wrestling before. I have a broad idea of how the scoring works and stuff like that. Was that it? When the match was actually going on, I had no idea when to be excited or not. Like I assumed you got excited when somebody got pinned, but of course, all of these super wrestling fans are they can identify when something's about to happen and they go nuts when something's about to happen whereas I'm like what is he doing oh oh he got the guy's leg and now he's dragging him down and etc and so on <laughs> like I was just 10 uh, steps behind drag. everybody and I think that's it was sort of the same way with roller derby when I when I've seen roller derby I just I know what they're trying to do but I just can't haven't watched it enough to be able to identify like oh this is this is this is what's this is the strategy. This is what's actually happening. All right. So what is the? the next thing, I, don't, I don't even need to know strategy. Can you tell me just what the objective of roller derby is? Is it like tackle the other team, or is it is I, there a ball involved? Or? <laughs> I I can tell you what the objective behind roller derby is, but not because I've watched it. Because there's you, you guys know that I've done some some kids books in the past. There's there's one coming out. Mm-hmm. Not too long from it. Not too long from now. Okay. Wait, what? Is... John? Where John? Did John leave? Hello? Hello? Did we lose? Did we we lost John again, didn't John? we? No, I'm here. What Damn. happened there? I started talking about oh, roller derby, and there everything went to hell. Yeah, yeah, it's very true. We, you were going to tell us the objective of roller derby. Oh. The objective of roller derby is you got you got like five people on a team, and one of them is designated as the person who scores points, and they get points every time they pass somebody on the other team. So they set them up behind everybody else, and they they got to get through all the people. And then once they get through all the people, if they're the first one through, then they they can score points by repassing, like skating all the way around the track and repassing these people that are trying to elbow them in the face or whatever. It's a little it's a little dicey to explain, but basically you're trying to score points by getting past people on the other team. Ugh, I'm, I'm not sold on that one. But okay, so yeah, then roller derby was sport number two. Alright, the next sure, one okay, was ultimate know. ultimate trampoline dodgeball, which I assume what that sport is is in the name. I've never seen it before. But I assume it's just people playing dodgeball on a trampoline, and that seems like the kind of thing that would be fun to watch for about five minutes. That's a, like, it's whoa. like a jet ski. Fun yeah, for those five guys minutes. are those guys are getting super high, and uh, it's about what else is on? Like it's like yeah. powerboat racing. Wow, look at those boats! They're going so fast. Yeah. <laughs> what All else? Right. Yeah. Um. Yeah. After that was the Firefighters World Challenge, number 25, apparently, which I can assume is a firefighting competition. It seems like it would be uh-huh. somewhat easy to understand. I don't know whether they, like, 
go around committing acts of arson and then yeah building like well they have to be fighting it though right. so is it so bigger we're going and bigger to go fires more and challenging we're going to set buildings the Empire state building on fire and then put it out i don't know jesus that's i don't know if that's okay it sounds yeah. potentially problematic um it's pretty sad that this that, is just the one day of programming and they're already desperate like it's just yeah. the one you couldn't we're put at 8 your best we're only at 8 a.m and they're already like bam <laughs> uh it, firefighters at at, at, at 8 a.m was the comedy i think i'm saying that right comedy cavity comedy world cup final which is a crazy Indian and possibly Turkish sports that involves... It's like playing tag with two halves of a court, except if you go into the other team's court, you have to hold your breath. It's... It's a playground what? game. It's a playground game. Let's just call it a playground game and move on. Uh, uh, I think the idea of tag is the most interested I've been so far in these recaps. Um, right. Can I just say, this would, this, would be, the... this would improve all of ESPN's daily programming right now. It's currently, <laughs> it's all currently like sports debate and like some highlights, if you're lucky. But it's mostly just people yelling or debating. And um, I would much rather get a half hour roller derby, maybe an hour of laser tag, throw in some jarts, I'm. It's basically what ESPN was when I grew up, and I liked it better that way. There. Did you guys ever see the uh, Twitter video of um, there's a guy who brings a bunch of dumbbells into a gym and stacks them up like 15 feet high, and then climbs up to them. But in the background of this crazy stunt is like a let's say a 90 year old man shooting free throws. So half of the screen is this guy doing this insane stunt, like legitimately 15 feet in the air, dumbbells stacked on top of each other that he's climbing on top of him doing a push-up while balancing. But then the other half of the screen is this old 90-year-old guy who's just draining free throw after free throw, like 10 in a row. (laughs) And uh, he's sort of like, (laughs) this guy is like, I can't even imagine how many hours he spent perfecting this obviously pointless stunt and just it gets immediately and undeniably upstaged by the 90 year old guy in the background who's like accidentally in the frame you know because the guy like set the camera up himself he didn't mean to to do this i think that maybe you could somehow incorporate the yelling matches with like tag in the background and then maybe you'd have like the best of both worlds happening so Stu could just turn on mute and watch people playing tag yeah. Whereas other people could just really pay attention to the screaming, yelling about like I, I'm assuming it's mostly about like Colin Kaepernick these days or whatever. Um, I think uh, so. Maybe to, I don't know. To, I, today, we know that ESPN the, 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 producers. Yeah, no, the main thing today I think was. Uh, oh no, I'm sorry. I was. It was Monday. It was. Uh, shoot, sorry. I completely. Bl- it wasn't that. It was some baseball bullshit. Like can, oh, or if the, oh sorry, somebody if, probably celebrated. If, if the Dodgers were better than the Cubs from last year, you know, oh, that's wow. a, that's exactly what? the type of thing. Yeah, I know that was the that thing. Makes no <laughs> sense. Uh, who cares? Jesus Christ! I mean, and the thing is, they have we, they have programming. I mean, a couple weeks ago, they had the World Series of Cornhole on Saturday afternoon. And it was awesome. <laughs> it was at a casino in North Carolina. They had the men's and women's round. The, the The woman who won was literally barefoot and pregnant. It was a. It was perfect. Um, I. Well, I gotta I was tell so, you. Yeah. I gotta tell you, Stu. It, yeah. Part of the ESPN eight lineup was, in fact, the 2017 champion of cornhole. Nice. The championship of bags. Oh yeah. Called it. Bags. Yeah. So that was really there cool. Were guys, that's nice. There were guys behind the people, the, the competitors, there were guys behind them who I don't think were coaches, they were probably his buddies, who were drinking out of solo cups. It was perfect. I would I would watch the shit out of that. Put that on instead of golf on a Sunday afternoon, I'm there. I am about that life. Stu lives the bad yeah, life. Yeah, I'm with you. Mm-hmm. I, I, yeah, that's, I, would, I would watch that. 
Uh, John, any other highlights of the Ocho? Well, there was the World Darts Championship. There was the Best of the World Arm Wrestling Championship. There was a video game tournament, Street Fighter video game tournament. There was something called the Moxie Games, which I honestly have no idea what could that, that could even be based on the name. And then there was the U.S. Open Ultimate Frisbee Championships. I mean, an Ultimate Frisbee, Ultimate Frisbee is probably the most normal of all those sports. Yeah, the so, most mainstream. Yeah. Huh. So that was, I was hoping that was for more like, this could potentially be cool. There's nothing in there that sounds like in a generation from now or two generations of now, this this might be a thing. It doesn't sound like any of those is going to take off. Maybe Ultimate? Ultimate would probably be the... Well, and obviously the video game one, because those are very popular now. Did you know, right. did you know Brandon? So, so if did, you're going to... Did we, did we talk... I think we talked once on the podcast about the NBA starting their own video game league. Huh. I don't know. Like Maybe. Like, 19 teams, I think, are owning video game teams, and they're going to play NBA 2K, and I just, I'm I'm fascinated, like, if somebody gets traded in the real NBA, will they also get traded from the video game team? Will they, what, how this is going to work is fascinating to me, so I'm excited about that. Not to actually watch somebody else so play this... video games, because I can't think of, I can't think of why that would be exciting, but... Yeah, I don't know. It doesn't sound like an interesting thing, but my five-year-old, Jones, obviously, uh, all he ever wants to do is instead of playing Minecraft, he wants to watch videos of other people playing Minecraft mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. making comments about it. He has no interest in Mm-mm. playing. It's weird. Uh, so maybe that's going to be a thing. I, yeah, maybe that's the thing. Watching. It'll make... It'll make my father's and his generation's uh, misunderstand their confusion at soccer's popularity look like nothing. Our confusion at <laughs> watching others play video games and it exploding in popularity will make that look like no- absolutely nothing. Like my dad, like it's soccer, true. really? This is what you like. This is this is what people enjoy. Soccer. Kids enjoy watching others play video games and talk about playing video games on the internet. Make so you're, sense. are your kids into it too? My son is, yes. That's what he watches. Is yeah. others playing video games and talking about what's going on on the screen as they play. And that is it. now going to and be a And it's not remotely entertaining. Like, I think, no, you know. not in any way. So my dad on Wide World and of Sports you, on Channel 5 watching you know Bolivia play... El Salvador and being like this, this is it really <laughs> as they pass at midfield 400 times back and forth like that's yeah. exactly how I feel watching him watch YouTube like re- wow really this guy from England that just talks about playing Minecraft for an hour that's this is entertaining to you and it's not like strategy where he's learning how to play Minecraft no. better it's nope. just like, oh, let's see if we can blow this building up. Oh, there it goes. Yep, yep. blew it up. <laughs> it's That's done. great. And, and I'm like, what the fuck is this? Was this a mistake? <laughs> Did you accidentally click something? And then I look over at the iPad and you look at the views on YouTube and it's like 40 million views. <laughs> yes. This guy's a multimillionaire. He's a what? Yeah. <laughs> what? 16 year old is kid going fucking on? around on a $9 is going on yeah somewhere along the lines that got everything got away from me the whole world just got away from me <laughs> just lost my grasp on it this that's like the main harbinger of your age do you think mm-hmm. the, yep like holy I don't you guys the are, world anymore you know I'll be peeing and looking and you guys will be talking about songs of the summer and I'll be like I I literally never heard of any of these people. I don't know who you're talking oh, about. I know that's a joke to say I haven't heard of them. I don't know who they are. I don't know the song. I don't know who they are. I don't know if it's country. I don't know. It could be some genre of music that I've never even heard of, that I didn't even know existed. It may There may be a whole new genre of music that's the most popular genre in America that I wouldn't even know about. It might be some new thing that everybody knows about, and I'd be like, 
never heard of it. It's EDM. all gotten away from me. It's I'm it's like, I'm everyone's into EDM now. You're like, what? I don't. What? And I don't know, know if you're joking with me or if you're serious <laughs> when you say things like this on the internet. I just don't know. I just so I just ignore it. I'm just, I don't know if this is a joke or what this the is, context is. I don't have the perspective. This is making it me got away from me. This is making me feel so much better about myself. Clarence is also lost. <laughs> it's, it's got away from me. I don't even have the context to know if it's a joke or not. I don't have the yeah, perspective when he was, any longer. When Brandon was like EDM, I was like, wait, is EDM still popular? Was it ever popular? I, I don't it was know popular if EDM is initials or if the person's name is Edie and then M. <laughs> I literally don't know what you're talking about. It could be a person. You... It could be all capital letters. I don't know. I, I'm, I, don't, I, I, I tried to sort of partially laugh, but in a way that for listeners they might think that I was laughing at something else if I wasn't supposed to laugh when Brandon said EDM. It's mm. nice. It's it's nice to feel like somebody else out there doesn't understand what's going on. Well, I want to make sure that you guys know that I'm not like I'm not really that different from you. I know that those are three letters that people reference when talking about music. But I know that it's one of those festivals that it's just like a million rich white kids doing Molly. Mm-hmm. And I think it's like a techno deal. I've always assumed. And here's the, the the only thing lamer than being out of touch is the guy who is pretending to be in touch but actually isn't. So that's <laughs> where I'm at right now. That's kind of the yep. lane I'm living in. Um, <laughs> I think it's... Sta- Stands for like electronic dance music. I don't know. It's, assumed yes, that's correct. That's what that. It is electronic oh, dance good. music, Whew. and I think the people who like it get really mad when you say, "Oh, like the Chainsmokers." That drives them absolutely up a fucking wall. <laughs> um, so don't say the no, Chainsmokers are EDM. Good, good. But I, 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 I know the, I know who the Chainsmokers mm-hmm. are because they have songs on the radio that are bad that I hate, and. Um, that's how I know who the chain smokers are. So they're EDM, so they're, but don't bad I, about them. They're EDM by proxy. I've, I've so never don't heard say that it word. if we want to not offend people, but do say it if we do want to offend fans of EDM. Right. Good to know. Still is dubstep still? Yeah, a that thing? is good to know. Is what? Is dubstep still a thing? Uh, no, no. That I uh, I think. Um, yeah. When Harry Chapin died and uh, Jim Croce died, that pretty much ended dubstep. Right. And now that Glenn Campbell's gone, it's pretty much no. That's God, the end. don't. Yeah. That's the end that of made me sad. Yeah. Uh, that made me yep. sad. <sighs> well, he lived a good life, though. Isn't this one of those like he was county. like? And, and I drive the main road. I, Don't get me started on that shit. We're not doing this. No, we're, not, we're def- No, I can't. It's too sad. No. It's too. The wound is too fresh. Stu, rank his top three songs that are named uh, after cities. Uh, Galveston, <laughs> Wichita <laughs> lineman. Oh God, postcard from Paris. It's fair. You left out by the time I get to Phoenix. Oh, shit. I forgot about that. Yeah, you're right. He's a big city song guy. Yep. That's yep. what always struck me. Yep. Location. Yep. Big part of the yep. big part of the Campbell legacy. So that always struck me. And then that uh, songwriter that he had write all his songs. Jimmy Webb. He would literally tell him. The guy that wrote The name is escaping. I can't believe it. Jimmy is. Webb. The guy that wrote McCarthy Park. Yeah. yeah, Jimmy Webb. Um uh, Glenn Campbell would call him and say, "Hey, I need another song about a city." <laughs> That's how Wichita Lineman came to be. I heard yeah. Jimmy Webb on the radio with Steve Earle on a mm-hmm. podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, explaining how he wrote Wichita Lineman, and that was it. Glenn Campbell called him and said, "Hey, we just had a big hit with Galveston. I need another song about a city." <laughs> so Jimmy Webb like closed his eyes and was like. All right, I've been thinking about, you know, I drive uh, out in the countryside, I see these guys up in the telephone poles, and what are they thinking about? 
And that was it. Then like 10 minutes later, he wrote Wichita Lineman. That's it. That's awesome. That's what people, that and that became a, a standard. Uh, I feel like we're we have sort of transitioned into the dad life segment of the show, which <laughs> yeah. is my favorite. <laughs> Talking about uh, eating recently deceased country right singers. Yeah, we're in dad life territory. <laughs> yep, we're right dad's there. Dad life. This is it. We are in the sweet spot. Uh, and the newest dad on the show, John. I was wondering if you wanted to talk about how it's going. What's good? What's bad? How old's the kid now? Uh, she is eleven months old. Um, she's okay. walking right. everywhere. What's that? Good for her. Yep, she's walking everywhere, and that's exciting. She's adorable. That's probably the best part. She's fun, and she's sort of starting to have a little bit of a personality, and that's exciting. And the annoying thing is that she's just as stubborn as her old man, which is the worst, because that's (laughs) not what I wanted to pass along to her necessarily, and yet I see it coming through. And it's just going to be, I feel like it's leading to a nightmare for both of us of just many hard-headed battles for the next 17 years. So, yep. so there's, there's that, I guess. I don't know. I, it, it, it's up and down, and the, the hardest part, apparently, and maybe you guys can tell me I'm wrong, but... The hardest part is looking and being like, man, this isn't over for years now. It's not. <laughs> no, no. It's not like you can get out of this. <laughs> no. <laughs> the hardest part is sticking around. Yeah. Yeah, you're the right about that. The hardest part is John. like. That's number like one. Like, I was. <laughs> our, our good friend and. Our good friend and fact checker, Wade, and I got together after work for, for a beer, and I was. We were talking about, like leaving your kids by themselves and being able to leave the house and just leave your kids at home. And he was saying that 11, the age of 11 is sort of the, the, the generally accepted possibly legal age at which you might be able to do this. And all I could think was, man, it's going to be another decade before I can leave my daughter at home alone and just leave the house (laughs) Mm -hmm. a decade. Mm -hmm. And you think about what you were doing a decade ago. Like what was Mm -hmm. I doing in 2007? And that seems like twelve lifetimes mm-hmm. ago, and yep. it'll be an equal Whole amount of administration. time. Yep. Mm-hmm. Before yeah. I can leave the house without having to plan, plan like I'm, oh, it's just it's mind boggling. It's just absolutely mind boggling. And then to it's think about insane. oh, sh- should we potentially have more children? And restart this <laughs> clock. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like that sounds about right, right for so, eleven months old. Yeah, yeah. you want to you want to start this, and we're going to set the clock back to negative nine months. You start at negative mm-hmm. nine, and then the next nine months are varying between fun and somewhat terrible, and then you hit zero, mm-hmm. and then you start all over. You start all over with all the newborn stuff. And there, there's stuff like, like the ability to pick up your child without having to cradle their head when you're picking mm-hmm. up a child. That was like when I when you started when I started being able to pick up my daughter without having to, like bend down and ruin my back to try to get an arm underneath her as I was doing it so that her head didn't flop around and destroy her tiny little brain. That was an amazing achievement, and to think about having to go back and start over. Mm-hmm. With another child, and then for, oh, it just—I don't know—I don't know how you guys do it. I don't know how you guys have made it this far. Um, it's going to take forever, John. And then next week, you're going to drive her out to Bozeman, Montana, and leave her there. That's uh, <laughs> oh, no, still that is—that <laughs> is exactly how it's going to go. Stu, how are you doing? How, how uh, as? As, 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 as with the oldest children here, how are you doing with this start of the emptiness thing? Um, we have a lot more free time, John, yeah. and it's insane—an insane, an insane amount of free time. Um, uh, 
it seems appropriate that we're driving um, Celia out there. We're, we're going to be driving during the eclipse. So it'll seem, you know, the, the whole, you know, weirdly apocalyptic type of I can't believe this is actually happening type of thing. It's going to have a really good mood setter for that. So um, right. doing okay, honestly doing fine. Celia's, you know, she's barely home anyway. She's got a job and she's hanging out. All of her other friends are heading out too. So she's going to a lot of like going away stuff. So uh, we're, uh, we're managing. Um, ask me again in two or three weeks how it's going. And uh probably have a different answer for you but right now it's okay we're kind of just getting in the you know getting the hotel room um getting you know all the stuff we got to pack and you know making sure the dog gets boarded and all that uh just legit i'm i'm I'm, I'm occupying my mind with logistics instead of you know strife smart yep Mm -hmm. you gotta do it is there anything Mm -hmm. we can do to help you anything we can Uh, send no no, a friend of the podcast, Dave, already gave me a bottle of a uh, really nice bourbon that's in a glass case that says, "In case of cats in the cradle, break glass." And I am going to probably <laughs> the second we walk in that door uh, back home, um, and you know, try to figure out what we're going to do with that extra room in the house. That'll probably be when it hits, you know. So, but yeah, getting it's going to be. Uh, yeah, I know. Uh, Probably gonna let Piper take her room. It's bigger, and then use Piper's room. Maybe like put put like an office, gym, maybe some weights. You know, podcast studio, podcast studio probably yes. will be the case. So yeah, that's, hell yeah. Uh, hell Would yeah, it help maybe. if I sent you more tweets that like yell at you, like yeah. that make you angry and <laughs> occupy your time that way? Would that yeah, be helpful? Man. Just just talk shit about the replacements. Yeah, that'll. <laughs> REM was the most overrated band in the last 50 yeah, that, years. I could just randomly throw out yeah. things. Just, yeah. Yeah, yeah Big Lebowski. I mean, not, be not, not, not even funny. Not even funny. Uh, no, yeah. no humor. No. Yeah. Cone Brothers are remarkably overrated. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Period. No yeah, hashtags, might, no humor yeah. to it. Nothing. Yeah, seriously, I mean, I'm like, you know, I'm like, I'm, it's going to be like a, we're, we're going to be out in Montana for a week. We're going to like, going to like make a family vacation out of it, though all of us are going. And I'm like, you know, sc- scouting like uh, uh, breweries I can visit as, you know, mm-hmm. part of my job, quote unquote, to like check out the competition out there. There's a really nice one that's like set up right in the foot of the mountains. I'm going to have to like do a little work when I'm out there. I'm like, you know, trying to. You know, just give my my mind things to occupy it where it doesn't quite the enormity of what's about to happen doesn't you know click in as much or and so obviously when there's it's, a series it, of yeah oh, <laughs> tweets sorry, when there's a no. series of uh, brewery <laughs> arsons along Interstate 94 we'll know what what happened yeah well it's funny yeah. exactly. started in Alec. And yep. went in Fargo, yep. Bismarck. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Brewery went up in flames in Beach, North Dakota. Just yep. odd. It just keeps heading. Oh, God. Direct line. Mm-hmm. So anyway, yeah, that's yeah, anyway. Yeah, that's uh, that's where that's at. And and on the other complete end of dad life, that's where that is, John. So it's going to take forever, and then it's going to be done right away. That's uh, Man. so. That's just kind of funny that. We're like twelve days apart in age, and yet we're on complete opposite ends of dad life right now. A <laughs> uh, question for you, John: Has uh, Dave come over and given her the talk about Glenn Mason yet? <laughs> uh, that was the day. The day she was she was born at like four in the morning, and mm-hmm. later that day. Dave came to the hospital to see her, and I think he probably explained all of that. And if he didn't, I did. I may have explained <laughs> that when she was two hours old, and I was really holding her for the first time. Like her mom was, asleep, you know, exhausted and asleep, and so I'm holding her. I'm just sitting in the chair, and I think what I said was, "You know, Quinn, the worst football coach the Minnesota Golden Gophers ever had was Glenn Mason, and it's important you understand that right now." Now, let me tell you why people from Wisconsin and Iowa are not to be trusted. Let me tell you the names of your mother's friends and family members who are Iowa or Wisconsin fans and why you should surreptitiously try to put sugar in their gas tanks when they're not looking. 
let me let the, let me explain to you the way of the world. And I think I went on like that for some time until I woke up holding holding her in the other room. Not all heroes are caves, John. He's got her Barbie dolls out. He's reenacting Gophers, Michigan, 2003. Now here, yep. this one has been Utecked. Now the, she's been Utecked. Here's this one's Brian Cupido. Now watch this. Watch Quinn. Pay attention to this. This is important. Sit down. Sit down for a second. <laughs> Sit. Snapping your fingers at her. Hey, hey. hey now watch Utech go across the middle. Watch Cooper. He throws behind him. Son of a bitch. Watch this. It's behind him. Clearly. Now let me show you. This stuffed animal represents Gopher's defensive coordinator, Mitch Browning. Now watch Daddy beat the crap out of this stuffed animal. Why didn't... You blitz the quarterback. John Barbara Maroney. It doesn't run. make any sense. <laughs> Look at that backfield. How did they lose that game? Oh Jesus. Esslinger, Sutterstrom. Look at this offensive line. Look at this Barbie offensive line and tell me that this is a game they should have lost. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, I wish this wasn't close to the truth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's a little too, a little too close. Well, so yeah, that's dad life. That's dad that is life. dad life. We're we're all just keeping our heads barely above water for very different reasons. <laughs> some of our kids like yeah, watching video games thing. on the internet. Some some of our kids won't don't like. Don't, don't like eating in the high tier. Some of our kids are going off to college. That's dad life. That is what it yeah, is. Yeah, it's true. I feel like I could talk about it all night, but we should probably we should probably get moving. We're at over an hour. Yep. I'm sure the natives, right. the listeners, are getting restless. Can, our parents can wrap it up we here. Stop, so. we'll, we'll, have, we'll, yep. have a, we'll have a Vikings game in the book the next time we talk. Might even have two, depending oh. on our schedules. No. Yeah, oh, that's boy. true. And I still have way more dad life to discuss. So there's there's lots more stuff coming up uh coming up soon. So uh till then, let's uh let's press stop everybody. Sounds good. Good talk, guys. Yep. See you right. Bye. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.